0: again to Moving Right Along, a snow-covered podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch A Muppet Family Christmas two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe.
1: I'm your other host, Anthony Strand.
0: And I'm your extremely special guest, Joe Hennis. Indeed. And today we are here to watch minutes 27 and 28 of A Muppet Family Christmas, in which Fozzie and the snowman get heckled, the storm gets worse, and the Swedish chef prepares to cook Big Bird. So we pick up with uh, the snowman giving Fozzie the setup for a joke in their comedy routine. He says, hey Fozzie, did you hear about the church that burned down? And while he's delivering this line, Fozzie is doing this adorable dance move. Like, I I wish I could describe it I can I, I can demonstrate it and the two of you can see me but like he has his hands out and just kind of like bouncing them up and down and yeah it's great <laughs> it's, it's
2: it's good good shtick is what yeah
0: very good shtick and I guess requires uh a not significant amount of coordination with whoever is right-handing Fozzie here yeah because or, or
2: maybe somebody's doing both hands
0: that's possible. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty synchronized. But then before Fozzie can come in with the punchline, Statler and Waldorf cut him off and say, holy smoke. And the okay. crowd eats this up.
1: That, I feel like that joke is so edgy for Fozzie. Like, yeah, it's a religion joke.
0: That's true. Yeah, you're talking to it like, what if, what if there were people inside that church?
1: Right, exactly. That's terrible. And,
2: and this is a Christmas special, you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: right. right. I know. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, so Fozzie, though, says that was their best joke. And then the that Snowman. That was like, their best joke. That was it. That was, you know, that was <laughs> what they was were gonna leading with. Yeah, oh, I mean, guys, they, you, you might on. think that they would save their best joke for last, but no, that was, they were leading with their best joke. And now the Snowman is just totally ready to pack it in.
2: Hey, I, I have a quick question about this yeah. because they, they obviously. Planned this? They knew what was going to be their best joke. At yeah, they rehearsed point, it at some point. What point did they have a chance to do that? Because in in the earlier scene, like they they have their little their their song and dance number, and then Fozzie's basically like, "I got to show Kermit, Kermit," and then he runs off. We assume directly into the previous scene that we just came from, where he's like, "Hey, Kermit, I got to show you my new act."
0: Well, there is a scene where he Kermit try. I mean, Fozzie tries to get Kermit to oh, come out right. and see the Snowman,
1: right? But that's not but, more interaction with the snowman.
0: That's true. No, so but, I but guess you're right,
2: though. Like, he could have gone back outside and be like, I tried Dr. Kermit. I couldn't. I got to try again. But as long as, yeah, so, as long as we're here, let's yeah.
0: come up with some more material. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Let's see if we can work our way up to, a, you know, a, a tight 10 minutes. <laughs> Is that what they say? A tight 10?
2: Yeah, a tight 10 or a tight in, 5. In comedy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. I think you can do any amount as long as it's tight as long as you don't got those
0: those floppy soggy jokes you do not want any (laughs) sloppy comedy (laughs) (laughs) um right so the the snowman like is immediately ready to give up he claims that it's because it's too hot in there and he's starting to melt but i suspect that this is actually because this is the first time that he's ever bombed in front of an audience and he's just so embarrassed that he wants to turn his back and hide
2: I mean, it's it's a lot of firsts for him. He was just born twenty minutes ago. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very intimidating.
1: I feel like if this were a newer Muppet thing, they would do some kind of melting effect on the snowman. Like it would like be a different puppet that's thinning out or something. Even yeah, maybe
0: or just like some kind of computery like morphing effect.
1: I'm thinking of like old Gonzo, like how they like built new puppets for old Gonzo in Haunted Mansion. I don't know.
0: Right,
2: at the very least, like I feel like they could have had him like start to melt and then like I'll well, say like Pepe because he doesn't exist yet, like Pepe's <laughs> walking behind him and you hear like squish, squish because now the carpet's wet, yeah right, know. right, yeah, that yeah. would be like like that l- one little extra like bump, bump, you know at the end of a joke, yeah,
1: that's a very Kirk
2: Thatchery joke, <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I thought Pepe would be appropriate to yeah. be like like what is this okay? my feet' Yeah. <laughs>
0: Or some character scooping little pieces off the snowman to make snow cones with.
2: (laughs) That'd be good, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it is very warm in that house because there's like a hundred people in there. So I'm sure there is something to that. Uh, But that's when Statler says, well, you know what they say? Waldorf says, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the farmhouse. The audience loves this, but I think this is not Statler and Waldorf's best material. Well, it's,
1: It's funny because it's one of those things that I say a lot. But it's like, just, really? because it, just because this whole special is ingrained in my head yeah. and if it's hot, that's what I like. If it,
0: here's the thing, if somebody comments on how hot it is, you say, if you can't stand the heat, get, out, get out of the, out farm of the farmhouse.
1: If some any Ryan, any time someone says the word expand, if I'm at work and a student <laughs> says expand, I say, like you frogs expand.
0: And your student immediately they never, says, they, no, that's they, a myth.
2: Wait, I want to try something. Never. I want to try something, okay. Anthony. Mm-hmm. If I told you it's too hot, what would you say?
1: If you can't stand the heat, get out of the farmhouse.
2: Oh, if I tell that's you, true. but if I tell you it's too cold, what do you say?
1: There's a polar bear inside trying to keep warm.
0: I would say it's cold enough out there to freeze your Winnebago. That's what I thought you were gonna say. See, I was <laughs> Fozzie
1: in. I was Fozzin'. in.
0: Oh yeah,
2: I right. uh, you failed the test, Anthony. I'm so sorry. You have to yeah. you have to get off the podcast now.
1: My thing is from this too. Like it's not like I, <laughs> it's not like I'm saying some random thing. <laughs> it's a different line from this special, and that's a failure, I guess.
0: I would love to hear you say that to somebody though, and then they would be like, uh, "No, Anthony, that's not the expression. It's if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen." <laughs> like, where did you get that from?
1: And I'll just be like, "Muppet Family you Christmas, say, you got to check it and out." Waldorf. Yeah. That's what I'm like.
0: So Fozzie guides the snowman to the back porch, where I guess he'll, he'll he'll start to to refreeze. The snowman does this thing where he throws his head back in despair, which is a very nice little bit of puppetry by Richard Hunt, and you just feel so bad for that snowman. Uh, and that is the end of the career of the comedy team of snowman and bear.
2: Aww. Wait, I, I do want to say as he's walking away, throwing his head up in despair,
0: everyone applauds. <laughs> That's true, yes.
2: They, they're applauding the fact that they just bombed.
0: You don't think it's like, "Oh, good try, good try." Or No, I think they're they applauding, applauding Statler Waldorf, Waldorf and, yeah. yeah,
2: like what a great comedy routine from these two old men who By are the, seeing another business.
0: Yeah. 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 It's too bad so sad. Yeah, what a what a mean uh crowd. And
2: they weren't even invited.
0: <laughs> they just right, showed yeah. up
2: and then crapped all over Fozzie's new career. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know we see characters like Grover and Prairie Dawn in that crowd around Ma Bear. Like, are they participating in this? They're supposed to be, uh, you know, nicer than that.
2: They're supposed to be children, <laughs> impressionable yes, exactly. children. <laughs> exactly.
0: These other characters are setting such a bad example for them. Yeah, it was. A, this is a very short sequence, though. Really, like when I think about this scene of them doing their comedy routine, I think of it being longer. But they they tell part of one joke and then that's it. That's the end.
1: That's so common in this special, where like things, right, yeah, that, we've things talked that, about that in it's my just... mind are like have outsized importance in like in like the Muppet oeuvre, are, you know, last for twenty five seconds in this
0: special. Or yeah, something. and it's like, all right, on to the next thing.
2: There's something coming up in this in these two
0: minutes that I felt very much like that, but we'll get there in a second. Mm, okay. So meanwhile, Doc is observing the blizzard, which is really getting worse and kermit says he hopes miss piggy is okay doc turns to the count who happens to also be standing there and says there is one worried frog the (laughs) count says aha that's one one worried frog then robin comes in i love go ahead
1: well just i love how doc is being so genuine he's being so sympathetic that's one worried frog he thinks he's just behaving like a person Yep. And then the count turns it into some weird counting game, like everything.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Like everything. Exactly. Yep. then Robin comes in and says, oh, he's not the only one. And the count says, that's two, two worried frogs. I, I, I. And then as if the weather weren't bad enough already, it starts to, there's <laughs> lightning outside. So thanks count.
2: I was just going to say that. Do you think the count is partially responsible for how bad the storm is? Cause he can't oh, He's making counting. it
0: worse right now. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure.
1: Can we talk about how great Jerry Nelson is?
0: Jerry Nelson is great.
1: He's great. Earlier, we talked about how Animal and Cookie Monster have lines very close to one another. And you think, oh, hey, Animal and Cookie Monster sound the same. Now, there are certainly Frank Oz characters who don't sound anything alike who, who, who could converse. But like Robin and the Count, that's the same guy?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Like, there's...
2: It didn't even hit me. Sure, yeah. <laughs> didn't even think about it.
0: They're just totally different characters. Right? There's, yeah. there's
1: zero vocal similarity between those two characters. You
0: know? Yeah. This is also another just perfect crossover moment cuz you have like these two characters from Fraggle Rock. There's Doc and Sprocket. Sprocket is there like he's he's making like a a doggy <laughs> whimpering like whistling through his no- nose uh, sound which again, I'm pretty sure Sprocket is a real dog. um so they're doing their thing and then the count is doing his thing and then there's kermit and robin doing their thing it's just yeah which just love to see all these all these characters interacting like this doc goes out to get more firewood and kermit and robin stay by the window
2: so when doc says he's gonna go get more firewood i this is i don't know probably the second or third time in the special and there's a few more to come of doc realizing that like even though he came here for a nice quiet weekend like forget all the chaos of all these characters and whatever like he's going to work like he's going to build something <laughs> yeah. he's going to go chop down a tree like doc cannot sit still i feel like right. even if all these muppet characters hadn't shown up he'd be like i can't i can't do this i got to i got to tinker you know i got to do build something i got to do something
0: oh you think that even if it had been just him and sprocket he couldn't just sit there and have a nice quiet christmas
2: yeah that's what i'm saying
0: yeah sure all
1: right. Well, and like we've said, like on Fraggle Rock, every single day he wakes up and he's like, time to invent some nonsense. Right. That's right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Of course he isn't going to I there.
0: thought you were going to say that Doc is just in the special. He's constantly realizing like, all right, I'm the only human. I got to go chop firewood.
2: I mean, that too. But yes, yeah, he's, I'm the only one with, with, you know, five fingers on each hand. I guess I'm the only one who can hold an axe.
0: yeah exactly so we i don't think we've talked about this yet but this is probably the best time to bring up uh another tiny detail on the windowsill there is a radio it's it's like an old-fashioned radio with dials it has a red light bulb on top and this is a prop from an episode of fraggle rock this is from...
1: It is a prop from the best episode of Fraggle Rock
0: in my... I opinion. will not argue with that. It's it's in the episode Manny's Land of Carpets where I think Doc throws this radio away or like throws it in, into the Fraggle Do, Hole. Is Doc, that what happens?
1: Doc, no, Doc is tinkering with it and then it's like by the, the Fraggle Hole. It's like Gobo is on one side of the hole and he hears the radio broadcast. Okay. And then he brings it in.
0: Oh, Gobo steals it then.
1: Gobo steals it, yeah.
0: Okay, so then the Fraggles uh, listen to the radio and hear these commercials, which they interpret to be messages from some kind of like benevolent, uh, omnipotent entities who want to offer them whatever they want in life. They split into like different factions based on the commercials that they hear and which which commercial they believe. And
1: right, well, because the announcer says, "Everything you want." Your happiness is guaranteed at Manny's Land of, Manny's Man. Land of
0: Carpets. Right. right. Yeah, so Gobo is like, wow, anything I want. We got to go to Manny's Land of Carpets, everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then one of them is Bubba's, Bubba's Burger, Burger Barn. Barn.
1: Yeah, and Large Marvin, who we're going to see later, spoiler, is the leader of the Bubba's Burger Barn faction. What a great, oh, let's go watch that, you guys. And what then, great, and
0: then yeah. there's uh, Sally's Spotless Cleaners, which Boober Sally is Spotless very Green. interested Yeah, in, so. right, right, yeah. The Fraggles split into different factions, kind of like... Uh, different religions in the world and wow fraggle rock guys and
1: like all the best fraggle rock episodes it is filled with existential dread
0: yeah totally
1: (laughs) what a great show man so
2: do do we think that doc is would be surprised to see his his radio that has somehow transported itself from his workshop into a fraggle hole i think the the episode ends with it back in his workshop but like let's keep going with this and like somehow makes its way through the fraggle hole in ma's basement into the farmhouse
1: Sometimes, products are mass-produced, and multiple people buy the same one.
0: Did Doc not build that radio, though, in the episode?
1: Oh, you're right, he did!
0: Because <laughs> it has a it has a light bulb on it that flashes every time you're like right, a broadcast yeah. no, comes in. No, you guys in.
1: are right, yeah.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, so he didn't even notice. If it weren't for the storm, which distracted him, and this, this worried frog, then maybe he would have seen that his radio somehow made it into a farmhouse in North so it's Dakota. It's a
0: good... Thing that i don't think they turn this radio on in the special because it, the, the whole scenario could have played out all over again yeah, and then, that's right
1: you got grover going to manny's land of carpets
0: right so that was lucky then we cut from the somber to the ridiculous as we go to the kitchen where the swedish chef is banging on pots with spoons <laughs>
1: just like a little kid it's awesome yeah what is, like, he, why doing? is he doing doing that <laughs>
0: He's he's preparing the pots for, for for the cooking of the meal by banging on them
1: it's just because it's hilarious that's why
0: yes that is why because it's hilarious and then Big bird comes in and he asks uh, did you wish to talk to me about something Mr Cook sir
2: Big bird is such a good boy yeah I love that he calls him a cook even though we Mr like, cook, it's just sir in in our head we always think of him as the chef. And, like, if he had said Mr. Chef, sir, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But the fact that he doesn't know the guy's name, he's like, oh, he's the cook. Yep. Not the chef, yeah, he's the Mr. cook. Mr. Cook,
1: Love sir, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's funnier. Uh, the chef is very happy to see Big Bird. He says, Unger Schmurder, and starts waving a mallet, which he's apparently planning. I don't know what he's planning, actually, because there's no way that he can hit Big Bird on top of his head to knock him out. He's going to get him right so- in the kidney. He's just like going to smack him into submission.
1: He also starts salting Big Bird.
0: Yeah, that happens in a second.
1: Salt shaker on him, which Big Bird is not plucked.
2: No.
0: There's
1: no reason (laughs) to pour salt on him now. Anthony,
2: he's not a good chef. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I don't know if you know this about the Swedish (laughs) chef. He's not really good at his job.
0: That's true. That's true. That's why the only gig he could get apparently is on a TV variety show. Right.
1: He's this, he this, stars in comedy sketches on a right on a theatrical indoor television program.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter because Big Bird suddenly turns and knocks the chef down with his large tail feathers, and there's another uh, terrific sound effect, which is kind of a bonk uh, as the chef falls down. Love that. Sorry. One. What was that
2: sound effect, Ryan?
0: Bonk. (laughs) Is that, is that accurate? Would you say?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It's like, like that plus like the clanging of pots and pans at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: clatter of everything that the chef is knocking down. So Big Bird then is asking the chef questions about the Christmas dinner that he's working on. Um, this is where the chef is following him around and, and shaking salt on him. Uh, but then Big Bird presents the chef with a gift wrapped box. It's chocolate covered birdseed, and he made it himself. Okay, that's what okay. he says.
1: Yeah, so we, 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 we yeah. both had the same idea, right? Which is that which is that Bob or Maria helped and actually well, made all of
0: it. I was yeah, I was thinking maybe David like at, at down at Hooper's. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking he I definitely
2: guess. bought it at Hooper's. Right, like he <laughs> didn't even he can't even wrap it himself. We know that.
0: Well, I, see, I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. Maybe he wrapped it, and that's how he feels like he can justify saying that he made it himself. But who knows? I
2: think, I don't know, he's got three fingers on each hand. That's hard to wrap.
0: <laughs>
1: by, by he wrapped it, again, you mean he stood there while, like, Susan wrapped
0: it. Yeah. Like, he, he right.
2: It was his idea... But right, just, yeah. which, that's how he takes credit. More money. likely, yes. yeah. That's like if I buy something for you on Amazon and just have it shipped to you, it's like it's still a gift from me. I still, <laughs> I still did yeah. it, right? <laughs> but I literally, it was I put no it in the process the box myself. For, yeah, except for putting in my credit card number.
0: I shipped it myself. Yeah, but so the chef is taken aback by this sudden show of generosity. Uh, he says, "Undu schmurd or murger more." And Big Bird explains that he wanted to give the chef something because he knows that he's from Sweden and he's away from his family and friends during the holidays. Um, so earlier we speculated a little bit about how far in advance the Sesame Street characters knew they were going to end up staying overnight at this farmhouse. So this, the fact that Big Bird planned this in advance suggests that he, he, that he must have had some advance notice that this was going to happen.
2: Or he brought chocolate-covered birdseed for everybody. He just brought a whole bunch of it. Uh, oh, he brought thing. one for whoever he might yeah. run into. Yeah, like, I don't think... Like, this. if this was a gift that was specifically... Like, like oh, I, I got you some Swedish fish because I know that you're from Sweden. <laughs> like, that, then then I would agree with that. But it's like, chocolate-covered birdseed, that's some IKEA he meatballs. likes. Actually, now yeah. that I'm saying this, is Big Bird re-gifting? Like, yeah. did someone else get him chocolate-covered well, birdseed? And he's like, I'll give it to the covered chef.
0: chocolate-covered birdseed... I mean, I could, I would, I would buy it both ways because I believe that somebody would give Big Bird the gift of chocolate covered birdseed, but I also believe that he's dumb enough to think that anyone, you know, that anyone else who's not a bird would also like chocolate covered birdseed. Yeah,
2: no, that's, that's (laughs) legit. I agree with that. Especially when, when birdseed milkshake is on the menu at Hooper's, there's more than one customer buying that.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm not so sure. There's other birds on Sesame Street
2: fair
1: but also like anyone can drink a birdseed milkshake you don't have to be a bird
2: no but you you have no. to like birdseed <laughs> to want to <laughs> right. purchase it
1: okay but you don't think that like mike was out there buying birdseed milkshakes just to see <laughs> what they tasted like
2: i mean maybe but that's what i'm saying is was like maybe maybe big birds the only one and yeah. that's why he's re regifted like someone else got this for him as a gift or this was the the thing that he bought for himself to like tide him over until they finished with their caroling and yeah, go yeah. home yeah he
0: brought it to snack on on the way yeah yeah, yeah
1: that's a good that's a good
0: theory uh, just just to clarify anthony you just made a reference to mike a sesame <laughs> street human that no one remembers is that did i hear that correctly yes <laughs> okay just making sure
2: david rudman remembers him it We've happened. already mentioned
0: Maria and Susan and Bob and David, so you went for Mike. Yeah. Went
1: for Mike. Well, um, remember when we did Tough Pigs 50 and 50 uh, Sesame Street articles?
0: Yes, I remember we, that. We,
1: for season 22, I watched 44 street stories from season 22. Whoa. And brother, Mike was all over the place. Oh, so, nice. that, so that diseased my brain.
0: Okay. And yeah, now Mike I think is... of
1: Mike as one of the main guys. <laughs>
0: great i'll have to go watch some good mike episodes i've
1: definitely seen mike in more stories than i've seen nina or what is that her name yeah, that's her name yeah.
2: right
0: nina yeah. is the current yeah one of the current cast members. yeah, I don't yeah. Watch oh, you, you would have
2: seen more before. nina episodes if they were still making 120 episodes a year well that's, that's
1: the, the thing. other thing yeah, yeah that's nina the thing, is yeah. doesn't have
0: as many opportunities to be
1: right in i'm sure nina's stories. i'm sure nina's a lovely person don't get me wrong i just i don't i don't watch those new f's
0: well, now I want you to write a Tough Pigs article uh, comparing and contrasting Nina and Mike.
2: Okay. Just write the oral history of Mike, Anthony.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, listeners, that sounds like a good uh, chance to plug the oral history of Mo Freckle, an article I wrote in November. Go read it. Thanks, Joe.
2: It's the best
0: thing yes, it's the best Yes, everyone ever. go read it. Okay, where the heck were we? Um... Well, we were talking
2: about the chef and the gift and all that. And I do I do yes. want to just say about that real quick. I, 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 this is such a rare occasion of someone pointing out that, like, it's not just that the chef has, like, a funny voice that we can understand what he's saying, um, but, like, he's actually from another country. He's actually really far away from home. And, like, we could be a little more sensitive to that instead of laughing at him. I think that, <laughs> I, I can't think of another example where something like that happens.
0: No, that's true. I mean, you can find fly to sweden but maybe he it's just it, i guess it's an expensive ticket i mean he's go got a job here at christmas that, yeah.
2: yeah like that's keeping it. he's got to work you know right right
0: yeah yeah
1: although so, does he know that the muppet show's over like we don't know
0: i don't know man he's still <laughs> hanging out with them for some reason yeah or is the muppet show over i mean
1: no nah, i suppose yeah the muppet show could still be running
0: <laughs> they're still doing it in the theater every week so uh then big bird who is Displaying a lot of emotional maturity for a six-year-old, says that he knows there are places and people and things that become very special around Christmas, and he starts singing, "Chestnuts roasting at," and that is where this clip ends.
1: On what? What are chestnuts, chestnuts roasting on?
0: We will have to come back tomorrow and find out. Chestnuts roasting on a uh, Dean Martin a Dean Martin special. <laughs> chestnuts roasting on 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 Dean Martin himself. Yes.
2: I think that's just where the song ends. I don't think they're roasting on anything. They're just roasting on, on and on.
0: (laughs) Chestnuts, yeah.
1: Roast on chestnuts. Keep on roasting.
0: Keep roasting them chestnuts. So, yeah, that's the end of the clip. So do either of you have any final thoughts on these two minutes?
2: No. No, they're pretty good minutes. Good minutes.
0: Uh, Yes, very good minutes. And we'll have two more great minutes tomorrow, listeners. So come back and join us. Then, as we continue to roast those chestnuts... On another episode of Moving Right Along. Holy smoke!